Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Gemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Ten Banquet, a UK-based Star Trek podcast featuring myself, Will Turland, uh, a lady who sat on the right of me, Gemma Turland. Hello. And two men over the internet, both holding the same (laughs) first name, Rick Palmer, first of all. Greetings. And last and also least, Rick Everson. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. I'm sorry, Rick. That that was unkind. I don't know. That's fair enough. Well, you know, you've been saying it in private for quite a long time. Like God, don't don't, don't tell him that. It's not been that private. He he texts me stuff like that most nights. Uh, <laughs> at the dead of night, you wake yeah. up at three in the You're morning. You're the least of us, Everson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an upgrade. Before the podcast, you just used to message me random points with swear words. So <laughs> throw, throw rocks through your window with notes attached to them. Yeah. yeah, it's a problematic friendship. <laughs> the notes were just like, you are a knob. Yeah, it's it's much like the relationship, I would say, that Scotty has with women. With women? <laughs> well, no, to be fair, it was fine up until one woman made a mistake. Before, then... <laughs> before we get well, into it, I think that... I, I've made lots of mistakes. So. <laughs> that's, that's Dr that's McCoy's nice. opinion, and... <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get into it, but <laughs> Doctor McCoy is more at blame in this episode. Than all, I think <laughs> that is an interesting. I hadn't considered yeah. that actually, but that yeah, Doctor yeah, Doctor McCoy is a bit problematic as well. <laughs> yeah. um, but listeners, we are talking about an episode that we often throw into the conversation. It's an original series episode called Wolf in the Fold. <laughs> Wolf in the Field. <laughs> that was the sequel. <laughs> wasn't as good. It wasn't um, and we often talk about it because it's the one that we where we refer to it as the one where Scotty does a murder. Mm-hmm. He did um, three. He did three murders, yeah. He didn't, though, did he? <laughs> to be fair, though. Okay. Oh, you're ruining it. The suspense. Um, to be fair. But he could have. He would no, have. No, he didn't. didn't no, he, he was... No, he didn't. Oh, let's get into it. I guess we... Yeah, he, yeah, he possessed Scott. He did two and... and what? That's a point. I don't think... No, I don't think he actually did any of them, did he? I don't oh, think. Oh, I thought he did. I, I thought Possessed Scott, he did all of them because he was the one with the knife well, and the blood no, on his... thought it was... Because the guy who came from <laughs> Rigel. Piglet. He. he hmm? Piglet. Yeah, Piglet. Piglet. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the actor, the actor voiced Piglet in the oh, Queen right. of Pink I thought it was because it was ah. ginger and pet- perpetually moist. More that <laughs> sheen about him. Um, I don't know why that made me mm. think of Piglets. But. Um, but he was—he had done done some murders on Rigel, hadn't he? Already, yes. Rigel Four, I believe. Mm. One of the lesser Rigels. I don't know. I don't know how many Rigels are there. At least four. At least Seven. Four. <laughs> anyway, um, and he was still possessed of it, so there was no because he'd already done murders and come on 
come to this planet because it was a great place to do murders. <laughs> um, yeah. I assume that he he maintained the possession. An entity which feeds on fear and terror would find a perfect hunting ground on Argelius, a planet without violence, where the inhabitants are as peaceful as sheep. The entity would be as a hungry wolf in that fold. I, I get, I I, yeah, and that's what I'd assumed. But now, now we're debating it. That that doesn't really quite match up with what we actually see in the episode. Shall we, shall we work through yeah. the episode? Because we're kind yeah. of pulling a random bit out. And for the sake of our listeners and some clarity, I do have thoughts uh, on, on this particular issue. But, yeah, I thought, should we, we give it a little bit of context? Yeah. Um, we should. We should, yeah. So the, the, uh, the opening scene is in uh, – they, they refer to it as a cafe – I think that is not exactly what's going on there. It's like a kind yeah. of a kind of a like a belly dancing club, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, we've got the classic Star Trek belly dancing music. Yeah. Which I actually really like. I like the music. I think it's kind of <laughs> it's pretty classic. In- interesting tidbit. This was, uh, I think, the first episode of the season that did not have any original music created for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Although there was a dancing, some music made for the dancing team, and then they changed the mind and said, we're not using that, we're going to reuse the music from um, Vina when she danced in the cage. Ah, right, okay. Not literally. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the episode, you mean? Yeah, the cage, and the cage within their minds. That the Telosians no, no, anyway. put them in. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um, so, yeah. Um, so they're, they're on downtime in... what? What's the planet called? Archidius. Archidius. So whereupon we are told very explicitly that the women really, really, really like having sex with lots of men. And it's okay... They like it. They're perfectly yeah. happy to be objectified because that's what they like. It's, so um, you can pick one out of a. You can say, "I want that one to come home with me tonight," and they love it. And it's fine. And it's, it's a fine. it's a hedonistic society. It is a hedonistic German, society. Um, so it's all okay. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. I'm, I'm curious as to th- whether this hedonism then extends to this. Is there clubs where there's like oiled men dancing oh, around? You can be picked so. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I imagine that's what her I mean, does. She doesn't show up in the episode, so her must be at one of those clubs. That's where she is with uh, um, Nurse Chapel. Yes, and um, all the other women. Maybe, maybe there'll be an episode of Strange New Worlds where we see that that side of it, and they it's just a crazy party episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I have a feeling maybe Modern Trek won't won't revisit right. some of the <laughs> some of the sort of themes of, the, of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think it's fair it's to say. Be a ja- for, oh, I've given it away now. It, yeah, we we'll save that for later. Sorry. I think it's probably fair to say this episode is is quite problematic in a lot of ways. And and, and a lot of the problematic stuff comes right here at the beginning. Mm. So um, so it's efficient in that way. It is like, efficient. Yes. Bam! Right in um, your face. But I it mean, doesn't. I wouldn't have minded the idea that, you know, 
this, this is a hedonistic society and they've got clubs where people dance and, you know, they're all free with their affections. All right, yeah, it was the 60s, you know, you know Roddenberry's tastes, so this is probably his preferred mm. vision of the future. Uh, the conversation that the, that the crew then have at the table is just... It was disgusting. I mean, yeah. it, was, it wasn't... It was... <sighs> it's, it's the way you... Uh, it's the way guys would talk in a strip club. If they were comfortable in the strip club, mm. and it's it's natural, and it, it, it's 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 a way lads would talk if they're not being seen by women who they care about, and then da 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 da. It's fine. It, I can see that. Okay, they're sailors on shore leave. Okay, mm. but this is like a vision of a beautiful future where people are better. Mm. And 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 this is how they're representing it. Mm. But this is even. I mean, as as I understood it, this it might not even be shore leave. This might be some sort of weird therapy <laughs> yeah. that McCoy is, is giving to Scotty. <laughs> who, yeah. and, and that's this is what I, the thing I find most offensive mm. is that a medical professional has a patient who, throughout this episode, we are made aware has concussion, yes. has, a, has a head injury, which is still yeah. affecting him, and takes him into this scenario. It's it's incredibly poor judgment on Dr. McCoy's part. And I, I, I just, I found that, I found really, uh, pretty bad. And because it's not, it's not Scotty that, that says that he hates women. It's McCoy. It's all, all this, all this sort of setup is, is McCoy's take on what's happened to Scotty. My work is never done. My work, Jim. This is prescription stuff. Don't forget the explosion that threw Scotty against a bulkhead was caused by a woman. Physically, he's all right. Am I right in assuming that? Oh, yes, yes. And matter of fact, considerable psychological damage could have been caused. Uh, for example, his total resentment toward women. He seems to be overcoming his resentment. Of course, in my professional opinion, when he gets back to the ship, he's going to hate you for making him leave, Orgelius. But then he will have lost total resentment toward women. Mission accomplished, as far as Scotty is concerned. It's just, um, it, I mean, McCoy's behaviour in this episode borders on the bizarre, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, he's, as, as you say, he is diagnosed, um, Scotty, with a, a hatred of women. So how does he... How does he resent res- a resentment of women? Resentment. It's the same thing. But. Yeah, yeah. So he remedies that by going and getting him laid because that's okay. That will reset everything mm. in, his, um, in his mind. So the diagnosis itself is is bizarre. There's an accident in engineering. Okay, mm. engineering is actually bit of a dodgy area you could well have some accidents mm-hmm. but because the accident can be blamed on a woman mccoy assumes that scotty mm-hmm. will now resent all women yeah. so that's fucking insulting to scotty for a start um mm. if if, an, if a man had caused that accident no one would be saying no but scotty hates all dudes now <laughs> yeah that that was we was we saying he's a fucking professional he would be mad at the person who caused the accident yeah the person as, the individual as, as chief engineer he would then file a report write that person up you know they'd be subject to whatever disciplinary measures depending on the severity of the accident or the mistake and <laughs> but the McCoy's like oh 
He's going to hate all. He's going to be really pissed off. All women. All women, Jim. All women. All women. All women. We better take him to a strip club. Yeah. <laughs> Stand. And the take him to a strip club and then let him walk around in the dark, in the misty dark, with a woman. On his own. While they, they go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a, a really good cafe where the women. Bones. I know a little place across town where the women. Oh, yes, I know the place. I know the place. Let's go. Something we don't know what like they do, that. but oh, it's, yeah. pretty, it's oh. pretty good. Oh, my God. They there's, make two, the best there's two or three occasions where they just sort of, where the women, and they just drift off. I know a cafe where the women are so. I know the place, Jim. Let's go see. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. These yeah. And it's just like, oh, it's my so God. This is, this is Captain Kirk. He's supposed to be, you know, the pinnacle of. Yeah. Of you know how humanity's evolving, and he's the one we choose to send out there and meet the, the other races and put our best foot forward. Mm. And he's just do running around like shoot, a horny idiot. Do you think they shoot ping pong balls across the room? Is oh, that what they what, do? Kirk and McCoy. <laughs> Honestly, they, they need to go down and play a couple of games of ping pong or something. You know? <laughs> maybe that's it. Or maybe ping something pong. even more physical. We've got something to work out the system. <laughs> I mean, like we were saying, this is a hedonistic society. So what they're doing, I don't have a problem with that. It's just that doesn't even that hedonistic society isn't even sort of something that's really a key part of this story. No, it's it's more. It's more how how the the story is handled. This initial, this is like we were saying, this initial bit. Mm. It's it's just it's, could, it's not could. it's not very well sort of um, framed. Framed, I would say, mm. like the mm. the components aren't well they put could, together. I don't they think. could have had a story where Scotty appears to have done a murder or three. Um, and, and brought the whole Jack the Ripper thing in, which is a brilliant idea, and not have the crew portrayed like this. Yeah, yeah. It's such a... It, 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 it feels like an assassination. And I know you can look at it and go, oh, it was the 60s, it was a different time. Now, even by those standards, this is a character assassination. Mm. So... It's, it's interesting. I hadn't actually considered while we were watching this episode that it's... It's it's McCoy and Kirk as well who who were assuming that Scotty has a hatred of he women. He never actually demonstrates he, that. Does he, he he doesn't. I mean, there's a few points where he has like an uneasy look yeah. <laughs> at a woman, but, but that's that, after he's been accused of murder. Yeah, exactly. And that's more <laughs> you read that as he's unsure of himself because he doesn't mm. remember what's happened, and mm. um, so he's unsure of what. You know, he's maybe worried about what he's going to do. But there's no, I don't remember. When they leave the... him alone in a room with a woman again. Right. A man yeah. who's blacked out possibly after, whilst killing a woman. They say, go, go down those stairs. <laughs> into that dark, into that secluded, dark room. secluded room with that woman. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's a glaring error that really <laughs> annoys me. So they, um, for the benefit of the listeners, um, Obviously, the Argelius uh, authorities have jurisdiction, but while they're waiting for this, their investigation, uh, Kirk has a um, yeoman beam down with a psycho tricorder. Mm. I'm, I'm just going to put a pin in that for one second. <laughs> um, and they say, oh, is there, is there a room we can get set up? So it's, oh, yeah, there's a room downstairs. There's, it's completely secluded. No, it needs to be. On. Like, the psycho tricorder is very sensitive, and you need to go into, like, a, a little room to, to use it. 
that, that really... did make me that did make me chuckle when I, like, when I... yeah it, they think it's a good idea to put a murder suspect alone in a room with a woman I mean because, yeah he's been accused of randomly murdering women because of how much he, he resents women so yeah yeah it's yeah. just extraordinary they were basically um, like oh where could we get the uh, the old murder dungeons free <laughs> <laughs> go to the old murder dungeon out back um, um and this this is the point where, where also where I think that Scotty was the murderer, albeit possessed, because they're very clear that there is only one way in. There's no other entry, exit or oh. anything for that room. So it did mm. seem that Scotty was the only bit. So I'm unsure no, how. Well, no, 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 because the the um, the the sweaty pig guy, the piglet guy, Mr. Um, Hengist, Mr. Hengist, he leaves at the same time. Um, mm. and, or he he supposedly leaves the room when she beams mm. in and they go down the stairs, and then and then later on they've done a check on yeah. is, it, is it McCoy who's McCoy checking goes to see and whether checks the, the door. door's been like McCoy, good old forensic scientist <laughs> yeah. McCoy goes and checks to see if the door's been met, messed with, and he comes back and he's like, don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. The lock may or may not have been picked. Be hard to tell, even with the tricorder. <laughs> I mean, fr- frankly, with McCoy's performance, it's amazing it doesn't come back saying, yeah, I checked the lock on that door. Um, I think that lock resents all women. We'd better go to a strip <laughs> club with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, um, what, what did you guys think of all the all the, the part of the episode where they're sort of, the, the sort of, courtroom aspect of it the, the crime oh. procedural bit i i thought it was okay i don't but I, I i didn't it didn't seem like um like due process was being followed no, 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 <laughs> there were a lot of logical leaps being it wasn't like, i mean i know yeah, in this episode it's not a, it's not a huge point but i was when i when all this was happening it's like but is this are they following any law, or, or are they just sort of? I guess the um, the prefect is the guy. He's in charge of that mm. of that planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what he says goes. I guess, and he's allowed. I guess he's allowed Kirk to sort of mount a defence and and gain evidence that might exonerate Scotty. So mm. I guess that's fine. I, I have to admit, um, uh, plus points in this episode. I thought the. The actor who played the prefect and the act- and the actor who played his wife, I thought they were great, and I, I like I liked all the stuff with the sort of the like the psychometry when she's when she's got the knife and she's she's sort of sensing something through the knife and that ceremony that they have. Mm. I, I really liked all that stuff. There's a great overhead shot of that I tried, yeah. which I thought yeah. was um, yeah. which I I think that was when the episode was at its actual best it wasn't silly or anything it was, it was genuinely interesting and we were getting some we were getting some more information on what's going on and so that um, stuff i thought was really good but then scotty did a murder on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah classic classic all the lights go out and then yeah. someone's yeah. been murdered <laughs> And Scotty stands up and he's got blood on his hand and also and the death body in his arms. Yeah, arms yeah. And he's like, "What's happened? <laughs> oh, I've had another black eye." Oh, no. <laughs> but going going back to whether he did the first murder, so that was the third murder we just described. Yes, the so first he... murder. 
they're walking out in in the fog, just like in uh, oh where was oh in Aberdeen, Aberdeen on an Aberdeen pub crawl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now no one has to tell an old Aberdeen pub crawler how to applaud, Captain. And, uh, and they're in an alleyway, and she's murdered, and he blacks out. He's got this ha- this knife in his hands that came from Rigel 4, we find out later on in the episode. Mm. So how would he have had the knife if he had been the one possessed? That is a good point, Gemma, yeah. Right, yeah. So, yes. for some, But why he's always blacking out of that, that's never answered, apart from the fact that he has head trauma, but it's always very convenient. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, I, I assumed the blackouts was a result of the possession, but mm. if, Heng- if if possessed Hengist is always doing that, and clearly, in, at least in the first murder, he had to have gone there to take the knife in because Scotty didn't happen to have that handy. Mm. Um, unless unless the possessed Mister Hengist leaves useful knives around for future possessions. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's <laughs> very, very prepared of him. You can drop um, it on the ground and then possess him and then pick it up again. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of like feel it. So, is, is Heng- did Hengist? find them, pa- pass the knife to Scotty, possess Scotty's stab, but then Hengist is not possessed and would therefore witness the murder. So. But that, am I only thinking that, that Scotty was possessed is because he had the blackouts. Mm, um, yeah. Bizarrely convenient that his concussion gives him blackouts at just those points. But. Maybe. Yeah. What, is, it, is it that Hengist is kind of influencing those blackouts so that Maybe maybe with a concussion, he's 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 sort of vulnerable to yeah. to the Regiac entity Someone being did. able to do that while still possessing Piglet. Yeah. Someone did mention um, some kind of possible um, hypnotic field or something <clears throat> that it would that it would project to hide itself from people. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's so whether right. or not that gave him the blackouts because of the head injury. <laughs> It's not, yeah, <laughs> it's never fully explained. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I quite like the sort of twisty, uh, t- the, I quite like the sort of murder mystery setup, mm. And then the, the batshit crazy twist that it turns out to be Jack the Ripper mm. or the entity that was Jack the Ripper. Um, and then at that point, the, the episode really kind of s- spins into something else. Mm, uh, yeah. And becomes uh, nutty on a whole different level. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I there's a there's a great uh, there's a great little fight that Kirk has with Hengist, doesn't he? And then, like, I can't remember. Does he do like he a, does a little does a, flip? He flips. Yeah, does he does flip him a bit over. of a like a yeah, flips him over. Does a like a karate kick on him or something, yeah. and he goes down and he's dead. Yeah, um, punches him so hard he dies. And what really made us chuckle about that bit is that. <laughs> After that, they pick him. They pick up the in the chair. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. Um, they don't like. They don't put a, a like a sheet over him. Right? They just they just leave on it. But they ha- but they have to because yeah. later on in the episode he gets repossessed. Yeah. Um, um, so, but yeah, that that bit is. It is un- unintentionally <laughs> hilarious. Because <laughs> yeah. we had to, we just realised, hang on, he's in that chair. Did we actually see him put him in the chair? Or is it some kind of error? So we so we backtracked. Watched them. 
there's no, and there's nothing in the dialogue that explains what they're doing. Just, just they all just get the body and put it in the chair and then carry on talking as if that was a completely normal thing to have just. <laughs> what he would have wanted. Yeah, yeah, he loved that chair. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a setup for later on for when he because he has to spring back to life again. Yeah. I think it was partly to do with like the framing as well. Like they needed the camera to be on the table. They couldn't mm. have him spring up from the ground. No. Because he would have been out of shots. So they had to I think that was around the practicalities of the filming <laughs> as well. But yeah, hilarious. And then so then um uh Jack the Ripper manages to get into the ship's computer uh, once he's discovered and he hides in the computer and then like all hell breaks loose, mm. you know, he can he can shut down um um uh, you know uh, environmental control. He can turn the air con off, <laughs> everyone will be sweaty. <laughs> And then there's a brilliant moment where uh, where Kirk's Kirk's like, what are we going to do? We, and we need, we, you know, we because, need to keep everyone oh, calm because and, he feeds on terror, doesn't that's he? That's it. Feeds so that's an important. He feeds on fear and terror. That's why he did all the murders. Yeah, uh, because it does seem to be fear and terror that he has to incite. Because he mm. went. Well, this is this was a point I found interesting because he he decided to go to this hedonistic planet because that would be a great place to do murders because everyone's really happy but surely if you feed on fear and terror mm. you would go somewhere that was like ruled over by the um some someone who you know a, a horrible place because then you can just snack anytime yeah, you, you like. don't have to initiate do, do murders do you murders. can just sit back and absorb the fear and, yeah you know but clearly it needs to be fear and terror that it incites. Seemingly. Seemingly. That's where it, that's how it works in my head. But anyway. But, yeah, but anyway, then there's a great moment where Kirk's like, well, we're going to need to try and keep everyone calm. It's like, McCoy, have you got... If you, you don't happen to have any tranquilizers, do you? McCoy rubs his hands together. He's like, oh, but the t- thought you'd never ask. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some stuff that would tranquilize an active volcano. Break out the kitchen. Break out the ketamine or, or whatever. <laughs> and McCoy's got, like, yeah, he, he, in, without question, he's like, yeah, of course I've got some industrial strength tranquilizer. <laughs> got them right here. Let's start tranking everyone up. Bloody loves tranquilizers, doesn't he? Um, yeah, and then everyone, for the rest of the episode, everyone's just whacked up on McCoy's goofballs. <laughs> Um, yeah and it's it's, it's pretty nutty from there on in Sulu's acting all crazy he's a a happy he's a happy chappy yeah Um, yeah I really like I really like the um, because they so they do all this and and eventually chase him back into the dead body of Mm. of the original um possessed guy and then oh and then tranquilize the body or do yeah. they already tranquilize is it already tranquilized oh, did they? no they must tranquilize it after he's in him i think so and then just beam <clears throat> him out into space yeah that's that's the Which solution is, isn't it quite neat i like that um yeah. and i really like the um, the goofed up on um goofball <laughs> the acting of the um 
Oh, like the, the, the transport chief. Oh, Kyle's brilliant. <laughs> it's all right, Captain. I'll do it eventually. <laughs> you didn't have to shout me, Mr. Spock. I'd have gotten round to it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it's like, did you give this guy double? I didn't give him anything. <laughs> oh, oh, I, yeah. I think, I think he'd got his own stash. He'd been on earlier. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, I mean, yeah. The what do we think about the the punishment that's that's issued by Kirk of just beaming that guy into space? It's like. I mean, is that the sort of federation? Yeah. Is that the process for the guy? Well, Hengist dead. is already dead, isn't he? Yeah. Like the, it's just a mm. at this point, it's just a a meat suit for the yeah. entity. So yeah, and the entity yeah. is purest evil. So, yeah, it's it's a clear threat, uh, and there's no there's no good way to contain it. You can lock mm. up Hengist, but eventually he's going to then. You know, there's no way to contain the entity within him. So, mm-hmm. I think it was. Um, it's yeah. It's. It, I don't see. He had a lot of other choice for the safety of the ship. For that yeah. One. yeah. I mean, I guess they didn't. They didn't sort of debate it, or they didn't. You know, they didn't look at the. They didn't come up with any ideas that they that they might have to sort of contain it or anything like mm. beaming him into space was the only suggestion. It was, and it, they had to act really quickly, mm. didn't they? Yeah, I guess. I just feel like they, they could have had some some, some other um, mm-hmm. sort of less final ideas for how to deal with them. But okay, I mean, fine. how how vast is uh, Bones's supply? I Maybe th- they couldn't. I think he's got. A lot of tranquilizers. They'd be absolutely <laughs> five years. <laughs> um, and then right at the end, we get that we do, we. Uh, although oh, there's geez. been what what amuses me about this this episode is there's been there's three been three murders. You know, three women have been murdered. One, one, of, one of them who was a crew member. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no, you know. Kirk doesn't really seem to give two shits about that. He just wants but, to go back to his special bar where the, where the women do, do something. Yeah. Well, I was just by for the next five or six hours. We're going to have the happiest crew in space. Of course, we won't get much work done. Captain, since you came to Argelius to rest, I suggest you take advantage of the opportunity. That's a splendid idea, Mr. Spock. I know a cafe where the women are so... I know the place, Jim. Which is like, wait a minute, three people are dead, Kirk. I mean, please take a breath. But this, this is the, this is prevalent throughout the episode. The, the, the concern for the victims mm. is minimal. There's a lot of concern for Scotty. What we're going to do about Scotty? Is how yeah. are we going to, you know, is Scotty going to be all right? What about the member of your crew you beamed down and locked in a room with a fucking murder suspect? Mm. That, know, it's just like, yeah. That that is a bit jarring because they, yeah, the reaction there is very much like, oh no, there's been another murder. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> definitely, like Scotty has done it this time. How on earth are we going to get him off? Not, oh my god, what like that poor woman is dead. <laughs> um, like, Who's going to tell her parents? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> McCoy is like really like. Well, there's no way Scotty could have done that. What's that based mm. on? If you, you, you like drinking with Scotty, that's what that's based on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what the circumstances indicate, Jim. Scotty simply could not have done it. Normally, no. 
with that blow on his head. Oh, no, Captain. Scotty, I'm sorry. You don't even remember whether you did it or not. You, you yourself had diagnosed him with a resentment to all women, so, you know, I think you're on shaky ground with that declaration, McCoy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just projecting. Maybe that's, maybe that's the dark secret. Maybe that's why McCoy needs all this tranquilizers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's actually McCoy's resentment of women. <laughs> maybe McCoy did all the murders. Maybe he did. <gasps> maybe his beautiful plan worked. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there was no Red Jack. He just he just got some other hallucinogenics he'd surreptitiously yeah. given everyone <laughs> to yeah. make them think it. So the whole thing was all their mass hallucination. <laughs> Interestingly, um, I would I thought this was quite an int- uh, bit of a production thing. Um, the early on in the script writing, whether in the the cafe, they were supposed to be having these drinks, which are going to have like different coloured layers, and mm. each layer affected your mood differently. Mm. So as they drank it, they drink like the yellow layer, and they that would have a certain effect. Then the the green layer would have a different effect. But it was dropped for being a bit too complicated and costly to sort out. Um, according to one account, though. It was also dropped because network censors were concerned that it would appear the crew was engaged in drug use. Uh, well, they weren't right. that concerned about the the, the, the later yeah, scenes yeah. of the episode where everyone's yeah, yeah. off their tits. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe well, um, it's prescribed by medical. Don't be if it's prescribed by a doctor, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, but going to a strip club was prescribed to a doctor by the doctor. So yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Maybe they were like, well, the studio only ever watched the first five minutes of this shit. <laughs> yeah. so, that, it's, so long as it's later on in the episode, they won't notice. <laughs> you know, not only do we do we get this this problematic idea that if if someone does have a deep resentment towards women, it's not that you know the best way to deal with that isn't you know going to have to mm. put a call into HR. Yeah. Of you know this some... potentially they're going to have to be dismissed. Well, it's you know, take, get them into. Uh... Get them into, uh, you know, yeah, counselling. Counselling, or... yeah. But, uh, but you know, Kirk and McCoy decide strip club. Strip club is strip is... club and uh, oh, and non-paid prostitution. Yeah, and I guess you know that's yeah. that's okay. Having that's a resentment of women is is normal. You just need you just need to get laid, and that's fine. Well, you just so... need you just need to experience women in their proper place <laughs> maybe that's it yeah but there is also there's a line at some point where they they do mention that women are more oh more, are more they're more easily and more deeply terrified yeah spark says that yeah yes <laughs> and i suspect praise on women because women are more easily and more deeply terrified generating more sheer horror than the male of the species. Because Spock's got a great understanding of emotions. (laughs) He's definitely the person you want to comment on people's emotional fucking states. That was something I I slipped my mind. I I remember that line now. That that was, again, that's an odd line. Mm. There's some really odd choices in this episode that, that just, I mean, like we've been talking about earlier, I mean, even even in the context of when the show was made, I for the most part, I think yeah. the original series does a pretty good job of not mm. not being like this, yeah. <laughs> um, and you yeah. know, and being yeah. pretty fair handed. But in in this episode, it just seems like 
just I there are certain things that seem to get through that I'm I'm surprised did even for the time it's mm. um it's 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 worrying every time we do one of these in defense of episodes i always kind of feel there's a point where i say something along the lines of there's a there's the germ or seed of a good story in there but mm. it's just gone and the problem is there's more than a germ in this there's a there's actually a really good story yeah. it's just handled terribly Mm-hmm. We could have really had a good thing. We could have got into the you know we could have explored a bit more the idea of Argelius, although that might have been harder to get past the censors. But I think the idea of Jack the Ripper solving that old age old mystery is this space entity who feeds on fear. That could have been a brilliant episode, but mm. yeah, then then they made some. And you kind of like Roddenberry was famous for rewriting scripts, but what was it his week off? Yeah, oh, I don't know how much yeah. did he what did was he. In- Involved in this one. Well, it's like Rick said. If they know they did a good job of not normally being like this, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's it's it, it's. I, a I don't know. It's the whole series has its moments. This mm. is not absolutely. Um, oh, no. I mean, it, it's no. like pinnacle. All, all the all the depths, if you want to yeah. put it that way, but it's not. It, there's always a threat. There's a thread through the whole damn series. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and we've talked about it before. On yeah. I think in um, is there in truth no beauty because mm. yeah, that, that, the way they were all talking there. Yeah. But yeah, this it's yeah. I'm, I'm amazed that someone didn't catch this. Could, 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 do we maybe not have them acting quite this weird? Yeah. I mean, to me, I think that that's maybe a symptom of the the sometimes inconsistent writing that there was in the original series. And, you know, that a lot of the, the scripts were different, written by different writers who had a different different take on the on the story. And maybe this is a case where this is one that, that got through the net and Rodenbury didn't didn't sort of get a chance, didn't have time to to pick up on some of those things. Because that going back to that line where Spock says that uh, that women are more deeply and easily terrified, that doesn't seem in character for Spock no. to come out with something like that. Mm. You know, he's basically saying, you know, women women couldn't really be trusted in a position of power because of how emotional they are. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. what I get from that line. But it's 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 an incredibly creepy line. It's mm. it's not just that. It's yeah, but it's a that... women's depth of terror is is more than men, and it's just the way. it's, yeah. ugh, it's just um, hard to put it into words. That's poor writing, but it's at the time. I think men could only be written a certain way as well. Like men had to be sort of authoritarian and confident, and you couldn't really show weakness in a man. That's a fair point. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I think I think this this episode just has lots of things in it which are didn't need to be in there and it was and it would have mm. been a great episode mm. and it's not and it's not just like we were saying it's not just because of the social mores of the time that meant this this episode is the way it is because there have been there have been there have been episodes of the original series which have have not been like that that mm-hmm. have been better written i guess ultimately better scripted 
I, I, better decision was made. <laughs> you have that example of in you know Balance of Terror when when Kirk says, um, you know, there's no uh, leave, leave your leave your bigotry in in your quarters. There's no place for it on the bridge. Mm. You could have said the sexism's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're all cool with that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, in in Balance of Terror, actually, um, don't they make some reference to? To how? Oh yeah, I think because they got the wedding, and I'm fairly sure that the bride to be says, "I'm still your commanding officer for a for and and she references set time. Like as soon as they're married, that's it. She's packing the work in or something. I think. Oh yeah. Or is it more that they can't work on the same ship if they're married or something? Well, um, in who mourns for Adonis when they talking about Apollo? Um, I think Kirk's talking about the lieutenant there and saying about how how good her work is or something. And then, because then, but someday she'll she'll meet the right man, get married, and off she'll go out of the service. <laughs> Why? Are you not allowed to continue your career once you get married? I mean, well, that was so you. No matter how much you're trying to represent a picture of the future, you will always be coloured by the, the the world you are currently living in. Mm. And yeah. in the 60s, that was expected. It didn't always happen, but it was just that's how life was. And people were would be were shocked when women didn't leave the workplace mm. or because that wasn't normal. So these things coloured their picture of the future just like probably things that we do now colour our picture of the future and in the future they'll look at our predictions mm. and be and laugh so that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hope i hope they do actually i hope you know as, as as enlightened as we might think we are at this point um and i mean maybe more individually i'd love it you know if at some point in the future people look back on the things we say and go "Ooh," and we'd be like oh yeah we mm-hmm. that, now i look back we realize flipping heck but at the time we you know we didn't know mm-hmm. so not that yeah. i want to be offending people i'm just <laughs> sort of saying hopefully we're, we're still learning and growing is yeah. another point i'm making yeah. <laughs> yeah. i've just phrased it like i hope in the future i look like a terrible bigot <laughs> not, not, not really what i meant well, as you get older these things happen don't they rick <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh dear oh dear um rick's point actually about how they were locked into portraying men as a certain way is infallible. Also, um, is kind of made in um, the enemy within when Kirk's split into uh, two halves by the transport, and Spock's <laughs> telling her, "You can't afford to be anything less than perfect. You can't be seen to be weak and everything." So I kind mm. of like, yeah, that there is that that has to be portrayed that way, and that's that's also got an awful example of treatment of women as well because after mm. evil Kirk. Tries uh, after Evil Kirk assaults Yeoman Rand. Um, when the, she's talking about it, the senior crew are like, "All right, let's get Captain Kirk in here, the man she's saying assaults yeah. her, and he can like sit in a room while she sat down, leaning over the table, getting right in her face, saying it wasn't me." Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's a great way to you know to to get the story out of an assault victim. Yeah, that was shocking. So, yeah, 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 that is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. But again, yeah, that we wouldn't stand for that now. Back in those days, yeah, they didn't know any better, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, it's it's frustrating because it could have been such an enjoyable episode if um, it wasn't for some of the really glaring awfulness. Yeah, I guess it's a question of can you can you get over that that awful sexism and enjoy the rest of the episode, or does it ruin the episode for you? And I, mean, I have to admit, when we watched it last night, I had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed the the nutty sort of second half as we got into mm. everyone being whacked up on McCoy's goofballs and being chased around by Jack the Ripper <laughs> on the end. I was like, this is amazing. I think, I think <laughs> I mean, if you decide to be amused by the offensive um, nature of the, of the beginning, then you can, you, you can yeah. get over that. I think it's interesting. Um, a lot of guys, because you've been talking to people, Will, haven't you, about this mm. episode? And a lot of guys are saying, I, I, I can't enjoy it because I can't get over the sexism in the in the beginning, how horrendous this opening scene is. And I yeah. suppose I've spent my the, the large proportion of my life watching these shows and having to just deal with the sexism in them. So it kind mm. of, in a way, rolls off more yeah. because I'm used to it. Yeah, I mean, I've watched this episode a few times, so I'm used to it. Mm. Like, um, and I can deal with the part, the, the, you know, the parts of it which are really horrible, and enjoy the parts which are good or or entertaining or mm. or silly. Um, but I would say it's not like if, if you're like just started dating someone and they know you're a star trek fan and <laughs> they come out and you invite them over for the first time you like and they say well let's watch an episode of star trek i've never really watched very much of it i'd love to i'd love to see what it's like and, you, and don't be like i've got just the perfect episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know what we should watch i know what we should watch <laughs> you're gonna love this <laughs> do not choose do not choose this episode whatever you yeah. do <laughs> um Wait until you know, like a like a fifth date, maybe, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I've I've got I've had time to get used to it. If but I could understand if someone watched it for the first time, it would be very it'd be very hard to watch, and mm. and you wouldn't like it. I I completely get that. I I, I say just show them that episode on the first day if you want to. If it doesn't if, if it doesn't work out, you know it doesn't matter because I know this cafe on Argelius where the women. Um. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Rick, I know you'd you'd you mentioned that you asked on Twitter if anyone had any. Any thoughts or feelings about this episode? Did you did you hear anything back about that? I think we only had the one response, which mm. was from my imaginary friend Niall. Uh, so he said he thought it was classic Trek um, style uh, that by this, uh, and weirdly he said <laughs> this type of format was then used for so many ship in a bottle episodes. Although it wasn't really a bottle episode because we were down on the planet for a bit. Mm. So. Are you sure he watched the right episode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said he loved it. Loved it as a kid. Bottle is he loves seeing bits of the Enterprise, um, and it love, he really loves the Ripper twist. Because why mm. the fuck not? Uh, I mean, to, <laughs> yeah. to be fair, yeah, it is that kind of episode where you get it's Jack the Ripper. You you kind of already in the, to the point where yeah, why the fuck not? Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
It's always got to be a Jack the Ripper, I, I think. Most Where, most sci-fi, most, he yeah. pops up, doesn't he? I, has he popped up in Star Trek after this? No, because I, I think no, it's, it's I think of... I was confusing him with Babylon 5. He mm. does show he up does in show Babylon, Babylon 5. 5 he's, yeah. the, uh, he's the Inquisitor yes. in Season 2. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of other sci-fi where where Jack the Ripper has shown up. Yeah, the the author, the the writer of this episode, I think has this is not the first adaptation of his Ripper story that's made it to TV. Ah, huh? uh, okay. Uh, apparently, it was on a show called Thriller um, a few years previously in 1961. Uh, but the writer had previously written a classic short story called Yours Truly, Jack the Ripper. Um, and yeah, I think The Outer Limits in 1999 had an episode with David Warner, which had a very similar story to this one. Uh, and a series called The Sixth Sense in 1972. Um, and a 2010 episode of a show called Sanctuary. Oh. So yeah, it, it's, wrote, it's, it's um, a common theme. Is yeah. the, writer, the writer of the story is Robert Block, who wrote it Psycho. Huh? He wrote oh, Psycho, right. I think. Really? Wow. Ooh, oh, oh, interesting. That's disturbingly interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. Some themes there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you know, when they, they come up with the, the nickname for Jack the Ripper, that's how they, they track it back to Jack the Ripper because one of these names mm. that she comes out with apparently is... Does, has anyone heard of that before uh, outside of this episode? Because I... I've never heard of Jack the Ripper being referred to as anything but Jack the Ripper. Yeah, what mm-hmm. was the name? It's like Red Brian. Jack. Red, Red Jack. Red Jack, source, Earth, 19th century, language, English, nickname, for mass murderer of women, other Earth synonym, Jack the Ripper. I haven't found that's not a name I've heard. No. Oh, could it be Red Jack? Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's R A it's R E D J A C. Yeah, our memory um, alpha. So I, I, I I took it from the com- the way the Red computer Jack. identified it that he was he it was based on Red Jack. So, okay, so. Well, I've never heard him called that, but no. uh, that's kind of how I took it. Yeah, so. and people I... wrote into the to the local newspaper, didn't they, pretending. Saying that they were him, there were some letters mm. that got sent into the newspapers. Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't, I don't remember them being signed Red Jack. But mm. Mm. wait a minute, I've got, I've got a Jack Ripper book. I'm just going to grab it. <laughs> so while 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 Rick's referring uh, to his book, uh, I'm going to. I found this little bit of uh, trivia which I thought was really bizarre. So. Uh, all, all the original series episodes got adapted into novels or into book, book form by James Blish years ago. And you know the bit where Red Jack's got on the computer and he's like all the weird blobby bits on the computer viewer? Yeah. Um, which actually I was looking at thinking, that just looks like the barrier in Star Trek V. <laughs> in fact, it looks slightly better than the barrier effect on Star Trek V. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. um, so in, in this novel... He decided blobby effects were not a good description, so he went into, and I'm going to read out the paragraph that was in there. 
The viewer was a riot of changing colours. Figures began to emerge from them. Serpents writhed through pentagons. Naked women, hair streaming behind them, rode astride the shaggy backs of goats. Horned <laughs> beasts pranced with toads. Rivers boiled, steaming. Above them, embraced bodies drifted down fiery winds. Human shoulders pinioned under rocks, lifted pleading arms. Then the red glow, shedding its bloody mist over the screen, gave way to the deathly whiteness of a cold, unending snow. Up from the glacial landscape rose a towering three-headed shape, its mouth agape with gusts of silent laughter. A cross upturned appeared beside it. The shape crawled up it, suspending itself upon it in an unspeakable travesty of the crucifixion, its vast leathery wings unfolded. Um... Ooh, wow, I don't. I don't remember no. seeing that. In I the didn't quite year. get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, when the omen, the omen says, "What, what could it be?" Um, Kirk's reply is, "A vision of hell." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that would have been really difficult to portray, and I think the censors yeah, probably would have a long time as well. Yeah. <laughs> the censors would have shit themselves. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just while Rick's uh, um, doing some research in his Jack the Ripper book, I did uh, had a few comments from uh, fan of the show Stephen, who I accidentally encouraged to watch this episode this yeah, afternoon, nice. and I think he regretted it. <laughs> did, did, did he upset you? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he deserved watching this episode. <laughs> but he said. Forgetting anything else, it was it was so sexist, it's unreal. It was hard to believe they actually thought that women were too emotional to hold any position of power or responsibility. Um, <laughs> and he did say, you know, if you, you know, he did say, good luck defending this one. While you're at it, why didn't you try and defend this statement that Vladimir Putin deserves the 2022 Nobel Peace Prize? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think we can defend it. I think we're even going to attempt to. Uh, but then he he did sort of go on to say, actually, this is a little bit later, uh, so I think maybe he'd he'd had time to to digest <laughs> Wolf in the Fold a bit more. And he did uh, say, similar to what we were saying, you know, it's important to remember that what was progressive in the in the sixties is wholly inappropriate these days, and we need to think that. You know, you need to think about what what will the norm be in you know, for example, twenty seventy seven, where we look back on our on our past beliefs as as barbaric, and that's that's exactly the point you were making earlier on, Rick Everson. So, nothing in my book about um, Red Jack. So, but but um, Robert, but Robert Bloch does get a mention that he wrote a preface to. Um, like a French book about Jack the Ripper. So clearly Robert Bloch has a has an interest in the subject. So mm. probably influ- yeah. influenced this story. Interesting. The the name Jack was a name they used in Victorian times for like a a, a, a guy, kind of like a John Doe, someone they don't know mm. the name. So everything was, you know, uh, Spring Jack, Red Jack, um, Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. Um, so it was just a kind of, not every man, but a kind of a name for a guy who who isn't who he doesn't have a you know a, a specific name. So yeah, that's why you got a lot of jacks. 
But I mean, going on to defending, what about Vladimir Putin? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about that guy? Jeez. Oh, oh, he tries um, super hard, doesn't he? He tries super hard. And everyone is against him. <laughs> Poor baby. Uh, well, we'll save this for our In Defence of Vladimir Putin <laughs> episode, which I have a feeling we may not end up releasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to tie that to Star Trek, so... That's it. Yeah. That moves away from our mission as a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, should we uh, should we wrap it up there then, yeah. guys? Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe we've failed to defend this one. <laughs> Normally yeah. we can find a bit more, but I kind of feel that maybe we've really failed this time. It's probably right that we have, to be fair. I mean, I think we've we've not yeah. really been able to defend the points about it that are indefensible, mm. but we have been able to find the good in it. There is a pearl in that shit. There is a pearl in that shit, yeah. <laughs> and it's McCoy's uh, nutty tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> And Jack the Ripper getting into the computer. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, if you can get past the first five minutes or so, then you're probably all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's worth it's worth watching for for the sheer purpose of of being of the baffling choice of seeing the baffling choices yes. that were made. Um, it's interesting in that way, I would say, but yeah, but it's not something to I don't know just throw on at the end of a a day at work. No. But, but from a um, curiosity a purpose, I would it does it it does bear watching for the sheer curiosity of the of the episode itself. But mm. I've I've come away with it feeling that I've been overly harsh on Scotty previously, and that I'm now really concerned about McCoy. It yeah, is interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, McCoy is definitely the villain of this yeah. episode. And everyone was down, and we were all down on Scotty. Oh, Scotty we did were? a murder. Scotty's the villain. Scotty's the. Mm. But I, when you actually, yeah, as you say, watch it. He, he's just like he's just confused. All <laughs> <laughs> this is just happening around him, and everyone else is making um, decisions and assumptions and. Yeah, there, there yeah. is a brilliant line where he says something along the lines of, "You don't mean my neck depends on some spooky mumbo jumbo." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Captain, do you mean my neck is going to have to depend on some spooky mumbo jumbo? That line made me chuckle. Like, yeah, it's not spooky mumbo jumbo, Scotty. It's it could help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shush. You've done. You've done a couple of murders, Scotty. You're not really in a position to, <laughs> to be critical of the spooky Monday. Cross your fingers. Uh, if anything, I would say Scotty's the real victim in this episode. Yeah. 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 Not those three murdered women, because as the episode makes quite clear, they don't matter. White man, how couldn't he be the real victim? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, we're getting back into it, aren't we? So, better better wrap this up before we just descend into another rant. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, thanks very much for listening, everyone. Um, I think that was an enjoyable, enjoyable debate. I hope, hope it was enjoyable to listen to. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to get a resentment. I have a prescription. <laughs> it's just you when you when you point it's out that I fumbled you. my words. <laughs> Actually, we did have a problem earlier on with the recording. It suddenly no, stopped. No. I think that was an accident caused by you, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get a concussion off the back of it. <laughs> um, anyway, on that note, let's yeah. finish. <laughs> yes. Um, thanks, everyone. Thank you. For yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. bye. Do you realize how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed her bum? What? Her bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10backward, 10 being the number, 